Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to JA's Recipe for Success. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo, the President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. You know, we took a couple of weeks break uh, this summer for from Recipe for Success, but I'm just so thrilled to be back with you and bringing you uh, an amazing leader today who, of course, will share their ingredients to success as they tell their story. Um, and that's what I just love uh, about this, doing this podcast uh, video show. I've gotten to learn so much about so many of our community leaders, business leaders, elected officials, and just what makes them tick, right? What makes their recipe absolutely delicious. So, uh, and then of course we will learn uh, about our guests' main ingredients. So um, I want to introduce, we actually have a pinch hitter today. So our uh, guest could not be with us this morning. And so he was kind enough to give us one of his absolutely trusted soldiers and trusted partners. Uh, and so I am just thrilled to welcome Chris Miller, who is with Emerson. He is the VP of sales for Latin America. And I am just thrilled to meet you, see you, and thank you for coming on and for, I know, not really filling in, but you know, coming on here as you and, and saying, you know what, we got this. Even though we never met before, I said to Chris, this is show business. We're going to run with it. Now, this will be great. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for uh, letting me pitch it. Absolutely. Listen, anybody who's in sales, in my opinion, Chris, can wing it, can go with it. Listen, <laughs> that's what we do, right? Absolutely. So, I love absolutely. to talk with people. I love to listen to people. So, yeah, I'm thrilled to do this. Yep. And so, and those are the things, you know, I mean, just, just out of the gate, a couple of ingredients, right, that obviously have made you successful talking with people and learning about people. Um, and that is such a key to sales. And we're going to get to all of that. But what I would love uh, for the audience and for myself, share a little bit with us, um, you know, where are you from? What, what are a couple of highlights? How did you get to where you are today, both physically and, and professionally? <laughs> Sure. So uh, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, uh, went to school at Union College for my undergraduate and did two graduate degrees at Washington University in St. Louis. One is a graduate degree in East Asian Studies. The other is my MBA. And uh, I, I absolutely have loved my, my life working uh, internationally. Um, I joined a large corporation right out of business school, Emerson Electric Company, and uh, had a have had a great career there. I've been with Emerson 21 years now. Wow! Uh, I've had uh, five different assignments with Emerson. I have lived in multiple places for Emerson, including uh, Asia. Uh, I was based in Vietnam. I opened up the Emerson corporate office there, and then I lived in Shanghai down uh, about four years later. Uh, I uh, was thrilled to have the opportunity to spend about seven and a half years in Asia. Came back to the United States to start managing uh, global pieces of business and then got the opportunity to come to South Florida and be the VP of sales for Emerson for our climate technologies uh, business. Uh, that's primarily in, in heating, ventilation, air conditioning, refrigeration. So think about everything you do when you go to a grocery store, we're part of it. 
when you're at home putting putting your stuff in the refrigerator, we're part of it. When it's real hot outside and you turn on your air conditioning, we're part of that too. So it's a great business to be in, and it's so much fun to get to work uh, in Latin America. Believe it or not, it is the last world area for me to focus on uh, inside of Emerson. So I feel that I've really been getting rounded out after 21 years. Yeah, it sounds like you've gone around the world with Emerson for sure. Um, so interesting, you said 21 years, and I'm always amazed by that today, especially, right? As I was coming up through the ranks um, in advertising and marketing in New York City, you know, everybody was there for 15, 20 years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. You don't hear that anymore, right? No, no you and don't. And, and Emerson's kind of a unique company in that way. And that you do have individuals that have these long careers. The first person that I worked for at Emerson was there for 45 years. Wow. And I mean, that's, that is a heck of a milestone ahead. And, and, uh, you know, our, our, uh, uh, CEO who just recently retired, David Farr, he ran the business since 2000 as CEO. Wow. And he was with Emerson for a long time prior to that. So, you know, there's a lot of longevity in a company like like an Emerson, and it all begins with the leadership and mm -hmm. how they help develop a, a culture inside that makes people want to be part of the company and stay as part of the company. That is exactly where I was going with this. So, you know, that kind of loyalty, right, is earned, right? It, especially in today's life, right? In the last five to, I would say five to eight years, People don't stay typically longer than three years. There's something that is is helping them to stay. What are some of those things? Like you said, this this it's a great company and people want to stay. What makes it a place that you want to spend your time and that you want to stay loyal to? So from my experience, when I first got to Emerson and had an opportunity uh, as, as a intern, um, I was introduced to the leadership very early on. So uh, I was able to do work for one of the, the business group uh, executive uh, vice presidents. And, uh, you know, just to be brought under his wing was fantastic. And, and then all the interns at the, at the end of the summer had an opportunity to have dinner uh, and make presentations to some of the, the uh, OCE members. OCE is Office of Chief Executive. So we had a chance to be in front of people like David Farr. Um, and, and, you know, I'm assuming now the, the interns will be in front of Lyle Carson by our new CEO. He's a great guy, by the way. Um, and what's great is you, you got in front of them so early and they got to know you and they took an interest in you. And I really, really appreciated that. Just that, that opportunity to build a relationship and learn from individuals um, who, who are working at such a high caliber. Uh, and, and that really made a difference. So that's the first thing. The second thing I tell you is that Emerson, like all great companies, has a, has a vision. And the vision is communicated very regularly to us. And, uh, you know, a lot of good updates. Uh, we talk about things that, um, you know, are successful in the company, what we like to try to replicate elsewhere. And it's a real motivator if you know what that vision is and where you're being uh, driven to. 
the other thing I tell you is that you look for individuals who have great competencies and competencies that are going to intertwine and make a fantastic business. Um, so, you know, our diversity uh, drive in Emerson, we have been diversifying for, for decades and it's awesome. I love that we really emphasize diversity in the workplace. And then finally, results matter. Mm. You want to see results. And Emerson has uh, a phenomenal track record of delivering results. And if you want a morale booster, deliver results. Boy, people get excited when they see great things happen. Oh, my gosh. I love this. We do a uh, leadership book club at, at JA, and we're reading a book uh, by Mark Miller called Chestnut Checkers. And some of it is, you know, there's four main main pieces to the book uh, and strategies. And so much of it is what you've talked about. And this is book number four from Mark Miller that we're doing. He talked about, right, knowing the expectations, knowing where you're going, and then what's my role, right, in making that happen. Absolutely. So, and then, of course, having the right people on the team which you talked about, um, so important. You know, somebody said to me the other day, you know, wow, you, you've done such a great job getting the organization through COVID. And I'm like, it wasn't me, right? Like, no. I, I would love to take credit for it, but it was all of us that mm -hmm. got us through COVID. It was, okay, guys, here's the vision. Here's how we're going to adapt. Here's the pivot. What do you think? What are your, you know, getting everybody's ideas at the table of how do we evolve right now? You know the program mm -hmm. best, I know the community. How do we put that together and make sure that we get through this? And it really was a collective team effort, right? The leader always gets the credit sometimes, but it is not, we are not the ones who make it happen, right? You, you know, I, I agree with you 100%, but I will tell you that my leader here in Latin America made sure that the team uh, that was helping drive us through COVID, that they got the credit. Uh, in fact, one of the individuals who um, um, is on my team and manages Mexico, uh, he did such incredible work uh, during, during the beginning stages of COVID that um, the reward that he got that he thought was the best one of all wasn't from me calling him, thanking him, or from um, uh, my manager calling him. It was from somebody from uh, the, the Office of Chief Executive, one of the most senior individuals in Emerson, calling him and talking to him for about 20 to 30 minutes and thanking him uh, for what he did. And, and he got off the phone, he gave me a call, and he said, I cannot believe that I just got that call. It was the greatest thing that's happened to me in my career. He And he'd been with Emerson. He's been with Emerson for longer than I have. So, I mean, it was really, really a fantastic thing. And that's that's where leadership comes in. And, and they, you know, they recognize uh, who who's really making the contributions and, and making sure that they, they are recognized for those contributions. Yeah. So important. I love, you know, I, we have, we only have about 31 people at JA uh, and I have uh, three direct reports, but I'm always, I'm part of the sales team, even though 
I'm, I'm, my title is CEO, but I'm probably just as big of a uh, fundraiser, right, as anybody else. Um, and so I'm it part of the pipe. I'm part of building the pipeline and prospects. I'm part of the team. Um, and I just love when I get to meet with the other people that are not, don't report directly to me or aren't on the development team. I make it a point usually once or twice a year to meet with them because I want to hear what's going on with them. I want to thank them, right, mm -hmm. for that. And you can tell it's just so important to them. It's not because I'm so important. They just, the fact that you are even interested, right, in oh, making sure they're okay. How are things going? Do you have everything you need, right? Mm -hmm. What could we be doing better? Their opinion matters. Right. Absolutely. And, and they, you know, for me, I've always traveled. And in the last year, my travel has been curtailed significantly. Yeah. And, you know, to be in front of individuals has always been important. You know, fortunately, we have technology that allows us to do it in a certain way. You know, it, I still would like to be face to face with my team. But the fact is that you know, versus 20 years ago, now we can still be with individuals. And when COVID hit um, and and travel got restricted and then people started working from home, um, you know, we made sure that we were reaching out on a regular basis, uh, you know, whether it was one-on-one -on -one phone calls, uh, but more importantly, it was setting up those video calls and you know, whether it was just a, a, a community, what we would call a communications meeting, where we're going to talk about things going on in the business, or more importantly, I think, was to just bring the team together on, on video so they see each other and get a chance to talk. Um, whether it's about business or personal, let's just have an opportunity to be a team. And, and it really makes people feel good. Um, and, and I think that's important. You want to bring that inspiration to the group. Uh, if you can't do it in person, figure out the right way to do it. And, uh, my, my team has really, really enjoyed when we've had these, these larger group meetings and we get to see everybody. Yeah. So true. Um, I think Chris is ready with our little commercial. Uh, you mentioned, uh, in our conversation already, uh, the opportunity to intern, right, and meet with the CEO. Today is National Internship Day. So Great. I wanted to show a little video uh, for our guests to, uh, so they can see what our interns are doing and how people are investing in them. So you can roll the tape, Chris. My name is Emily Ponce and I'm working for Janet Garner. She has a marketing ship company. Essentially, I am researching like TikToks so that we could pretty much figure out how people use the platform to get like new clients for their companies. Jay, they really helped me out a lot in the interview process. They gave us like multiple like classes of like what questions to ask and how to present yourself to your like an employer. They even let us do like reenactments of the interview and we got to, you know, practice. JA is important to me because they brought many opportunities to me. This one, I'm getting paid for it and I'm also learning a little bit more about marketing, trying to figure out if that is something I want to do with my future. I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. You know, I'm learning and it's fun so far what I've been doing 
my employer, she, she makes me pretty comfortable, you know, she's pretty funny. She makes it fun and like I'm learning at the same time. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, we are so proud of these young people. We had 57 high school students uh, who were in our year-long workforce uh, program who got placed into paid jobs. Uh, we have an amazing youth employment manager who's just so great with these young people. And to watch them from the beginning of the program, going through that training and helping them to grow and then putting them in these paid environments to watch their confidence just soar is why we love what we do, mm -hmm. right? And you talked about that a little bit. And they bring great ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got it. We have an intern right now in our office uh, here in South Florida and, and she's phenomenal. I, uh, it's fun to have her come into meetings because she brings a different viewpoint and that's important. You know, I, I know that they want to learn from us, but at the same time, it's always important that we learn from them as well. And, and so I, I really love when we have interns um, in, in the office. And the same goes for mentoring programs. Emerson has a fantastic mentoring program. And I'm, I'm very privileged that I get to serve now as a mentor. Uh, I had mentors as I started coming up. And now I'm, I am mentoring uh, two individuals at Emerson. And I also mentor a uh, student at FSU. And um, it's, it's great because they have questions that uh, you know, hopefully my experience can help them, help them uh, work their way through. But at the same time, I get to ask them questions that's gonna help keep, keep my mind sharp and learning how to work, uh, work today with, as we start to develop our, our next set of leaders in Emerson. Oh, so true. I, I like you, I, I've done a lot of mentoring. I, I'm going to mentor again this year uh, for FAU. Uh, they have a, a woman's executive mentoring program. Um, and I learn more right from them probably than they do from me. Um, and so I just love that, um, that aspect of, you know, uh, people think we're teaching them, but many times. And, you know, it's so funny that you said that because I think, Chris, what happens is, you know, we've been in our jobs for so long sometimes that we think, oh, we know it. I know it. Right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the world is changing very rapidly. From oh, day yeah. to day. Not even from year to year anymore. Now it's from mm -hmm. day to day. We have to stay current. We have to know how the next generation is thinking. What is the consumer thinking from different perspectives? And so I think having that open mind of learning from our mentors and from our young people is so important. Absolutely. And, and that's why I love to be a mentor. I really enjoy listening to my, my mentees. And, and as you said, I, I probably learn just as much from them as they learn from me, if not more. And, and the same goes with, with my team. I've been very privileged at Emerson that I've had the opportunity to move uh, into different positions in Emerson. So over my, my 21 years, I've been in different businesses, different uh, functions. And really, it's the team that you have around you that's so critical. 
And I learned a tremendous amount. I, the team that I have now is rock solid. Uh, they are fantastic. And, and if I have any questions, they take the time to, to help me understand uh, uh, what, what, it, what, the, uh, what the challenge is or the opportunity is. And, and I really enjoy that. So it's been, it's been a great career. You know, Chris, I call that, um, I, I guess I would probably put that in the category of vulnerability, right? And authenticity. You kind of saying to them without saying it, I don't know everything, right? Yeah. And I need you, right? As to, you know, as we come together as a whole, we need each and every one of us. But as leaders, it's so important. I say to my group when we do our book club, this is something I'm working on, right? Mm -hmm. And I am just loving learning and growing with them. Uh, because I learned so much from them and their perspectives or how, you know, they might approach something. Um, that's, and so that's correct. Yeah, it's really I mean, about vulnerability as a leader. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, when you, you recognize that, you, that you're going to learn for the rest of your life. And even though you're put in a position because you've, you have a proven track record, um, that track record is not just because of you. That track record is because of the group that you have around you, the vision that you've put in place, uh, the opportunities that you've provided individuals. You know, one of the most important things I said is you got to have trust. And, you know, I trust my team and, and I believe my team trusts me. And because of that, it's a fantastic working relationship uh, that allows us to, to make sure that we're moving forward. Uh, we're striving for that vision that we've set and, and it works well. We get the results. And, yeah. and in the end, that, those results are a real motivator. It's exciting for the group. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, you talked about working around the world, right? Asia um, and, and now Latin America and several other places in the world. You know, I have to imagine that being in such different cultures, right? Um, you know, people have different values, different ideas, different ways of living. What did you learn from that? I, I have to imagine there was just so much that you took away from all of that. Yeah, and I, I, I need to give my parents a lot of credit here. So early, early in life, my parents uh, took my sister and me abroad um, and, and the message to us when, when we were taken overseas the first time was you're, you're here to learn. You need to broaden your viewpoint on the world and on life because the way people see things is different and you need to make sure that uh, you have that, that broader viewpoint because you may see something you think, you know what, that makes more sense to me than the way I viewed it prior to having this experience, and you know, I've been in I've been in so many different countries. I've had so many unique experiences. I could talk to you for hours on that, um, but I have really, really enjoyed the opportunity to get immersed in countries, to build uh, what are lifelong friendships with individuals, and to really understand how. Um, how they think about things in the world and how I bring that into not only broadening my viewpoint, but then also on how do I um, uh, professionally, 
how do I use that to manage uh, my my uh, my business, my team, and and make sure that the relationship that I'm building with the group is going to be uh, the best one that we can have uh, to drive the business forward. So it's it's been a fantastic experience. I'm I'm fortunate, you know, that my my wife loves to travel, uh, so she also likes to experience this. We've got little kids. I guarantee you that the moment that we're able to travel, we will be taking them abroad because we want them to have that that nice broad viewpoint as well. Yeah, I can remember my first trip to Europe with my parents, um, and it was just, it was amazing. Um, and to see how, you know, other parts of the world, other people lived, and and also that didn't that meant seeing, you know what how people didn't live right the way we did in some cases and and in other times it was wow i want right to live like that so it gave you inspiration and motivation to to want different things so so much learned from that and so i agree as parents if we can give those opportunities to our kids um so important oh, yeah. uh, you know you you talked about going from position to position and place to place and growing and it sounds like you've held some um, some high level positions right across the board. What was it, Chris? Because I always wonder about this. And I think this is, this is my question to you for our kids, because all of our high school students get to watch these videos. And so what, I guess my question is, what made you stand out? Why you, right? Why were you chosen for all those opportunities? Because I do think there is something, right? There's a reason or reasons that you were selected for these opportunities? There, there are probably several and I'll name a few, but uh, you know, uh, I remember somebody asking um, the, the CEO, the outgoing CEO of Emerson prior to David Farr coming in in 2000, somebody said, what do you need to do to become a CEO? And, and the very first thing he said was luck and timing. <laughs> Basically, you need to be in the right place at the right time. That's one. But you really also need to have uh, the drive, the ambition, um, the the intelligence uh, to do the job. Um, and you know, as I said, you've got to you've got to really learn how to work in a team and how to accept different viewpoints uh, that come from individuals. You know, I mentioned diversity earlier, and I am a uh, um, firm a proponent of diversity in the workplace. Uh, it it brings in so much into into a, uh, a company, and I'm not talking just Emerson. I'm talking any company, and you you bring so many different ideas, so many different ways to look at things, and it's incredible how you can find a vision that's completely different. So I would tell you that, you know, I've, I've always believed in getting different viewpoints. Uh, as I've moved from, from position to position in Emerson, and, and honestly, I've always looked for ones that have uh, come with some pretty, pretty uh, exciting um, opportunities or challenges. Um, one of the things that I do very early on is I talk with the team. I want to hear from them. I want them to tell me what they see. What are they seeing here and now? What are they thinking for the future? And I want them talking with each other. 
So that's really important to me um, is that I, I make sure that I'm listening to individuals and understanding them as a person as well as what they they think we we could be doing going forward so you know it, it all goes back to you got to be able to uh develop the trust with the team um you've got to be able to um show that you're competent you've got to inspire the group and and you know in the end you also need to be forward looking and that creates the opportunities and ultimately the results so uh, I think that that's you know that's a lot of the reason why I get get the uh, the fun fun assignments at Emerson is that you know I'm I'm open to to new assignments and and I think about things uh, in a different way than I did say uh, when I first started at Emerson. Yeah, wow, I love all that, and these are just such great ingredients for our young people to hear about. Um, you know, I I sit in you know CEO groups and and leadership groups, and I hear so often how people struggle to find really good sales uh, people for their teams uh, or sales leaders and so forth. And I think being the leader of a sales team, there's there's a little bit different skill set in that, right? Um, in yes. addition to selling, but um, from a sales perspective. What would you say is the key ingredient for them to be successful? Like, why are we struggling so much? Or why does it appear, at least from what I hear, that that we struggle to find really great people in the sales world? You know, that's a good question. And um, I would tell you that, uh, you know, first of all, I've got a fantastic sales team and um, they, they make my life much easier. And, and you're right. For me, my what, what I do as the leader of a sales group is different than what uh, the, the sales managers uh, and the salespeople do day in and day out. Um, but I would tell you if you want to go in sales, and by the way, my father, growing up, my father uh, owned a, a small business um, and uh, owned it for 40, about 45 years. And, you know, what was really uh, interesting is he said to me early on, without sales, you don't have a business. And so if you want to go into sales and it's a great job, I mean, you get to go out and you get to meet some really interesting people and the excitement of landing an account, <laughs> a project, oh man, there's no better feeling. Um, but what really, what really is uh, one of the most important things uh, in sales is that you get results. And in the end, that's what a salesperson is doing. Now, they need to know how to work closely with and, you know, in our business with engineering, uh, with product management, uh, with finance, with human resources. You, know, you have to learn how to work with all the groups, uh, all the different functions. But in the end, if you get results, I guarantee you, you're going to love a job in, in sales because you're going to go home at the end of the day and you're going to know exactly what the contribution is that you just made to the to the company. Yeah, you know, so we, uh, you know, I thought a bell would be obnoxious, um, but so we got a gong in our office, and so I love when we hear that gong, everybody comes running out of their yeah. offices, whoever it might be. And listen, it doesn't mean that it was a fifty thousand dollar storefront right sponsor. It could be a five thousand dollar event sponsor, a thousand dollar donor. We don't care 
how much it is, right? Yeah. What, what, how big the deal was or all of that. If for us, it's not deals for us, it's gifts, right? From, from companies and individuals and foundations. We, but we want to celebrate that. And so we use the gong as our thing. And so it was so funny because the first person that, when we got the gong, the first person to use it kind of did a little gong thing, you know? And I'm like, I can tell you when I get mine, I am not doing that, right? And so they laughed. So I come into a meeting one day and I had the gong in my hand and they're like, what's going on? And we had just gotten confirmation the night before of a $50,000 storefront sponsor at JA World. And so I came in the room holding the gong and I was banging that gong. And they're like, that would be the way Lori would bang the gong, right? Uh -huh. Oh like, yeah, I want to scream it from the rooftops. It's a great feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I'll, last thing I'll tell you is that a lot of people sit there and they say, well, I want to be a general manager or I want to be the C president or the CEO, whatever position it may be. I guarantee you that every single individual that you look up to and you wonder how did they get there started in a function. And, you know, whether it's sales or engineering or another another function, they started there. And they really, really learned a lot. And, um, you know, I, I value all the experiences I've had at Emerson because they've made me a more rounded individual. They've taught me much more about management. And, and that's important. So if you're striving to someday be a CEO, you're going to start somewhere. And, you know, me personally, I love sales. I tell you, sales is a great place to start to really learn the company and the business. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. We do all these assessments when we're younger. You know, when I was coming up, it was Meyer Briggs. Now, Meyer Briggs is still around, but there's a million others, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And every assessment I took said sales. But I didn't listen. I went to accounting. <laughs> accounting. I was sitting at a desk doing general ledger yeah. accounting, and I'm thinking, I hate my life. <laughs> my, my boss, thank goodness, kind of saw that. And she would give me opportunities to get out and work with other departments in the organization and to lead a team. And uh, it was just thank goodness for her because she saw how miserable I think I was. <laughs> so follow your passion, follow what you're good at, follow what excites you. That's, that's exactly right. And, and the last thing, you know, Emerson is a very giving company uh, when it comes to the community um, and commitment to, right, not only local communities, oh. but globally. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that for a second. You know, how does that help you, right? How does it help shape you? How does it, how does it make you feel, right, when the company is that involved and, and believes in giving back? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I honestly, I could do an entire segment on this. Um, so it, corporate social responsibility is incredibly important to me as it is to a lot of other individuals. And I am so proud of what Emerson does because Emerson doesn't just give money uh, to local communities, whether it's for the arts or for education or for many other uh, different opportunities in, in the local um, local community. They give a lot of time as well. But more importantly is that we take our corporate social responsibility, not just externally, um, uh, but also internally. 
And I'm going to talk about, um, about that for one moment here. So we have employee resource groups. And what that is, is these are groups that allow people uh, to better express themselves. It's actually really doing a great job of expanding that diversity I've talked about. So, you know, we have one in Latin America, it's called Somos. And this is for um, uh, individuals who are interested in Latin America or their heritage is Latin America or they live in Latin America and it allows them to really represent Latin America inside Emerson. And I'm, of course, part of that group. And I really enjoy getting to be part of that group and learning more and more about Latin America. Um, we have women in STEM, which is another uh, very critical group, I think, because, boy, I mean, you want to talk about really expanding your diversity. That group has done, they've been around for a long time. They've done a fantastic job. I love it because I've got young kids, including a daughter, who I promote STEM uh, uh, quite regularly. And so it excites me to, to see the things that women in STEM are doing. And there are multiple other groups. Um, that is critical because that allows us to really focus our energy on developing our social responsibility around the world. Finally, uh, one that's, that uh, is very important to, to a lot of people these days is the environment. And Emerson has expanded its cor corporate res uh, social responsibility to including uh, uh, our uh, impact on, on uh, protecting the environment. And, uh, you know, we are a large manufacturing company. We work in a lot of different industries, um, and we need to make sure that we are doing the right things to make make sure that the world is a better place uh, uh, tomorrow and for for decades to come. Uh, I would I would highly encourage anybody who's watching this to go onto the Emerson website. It's Emerson.com. You will find the corporate social responsibility page, and you will be able to read. We put out a report every year on corporate res social responsibility. And you will learn so much about it. I, I'm always proud when I see Emerson's name uh, out in the local community, but I'm incredibly proud uh, with, with what our leadership is doing to drive, to drive that social responsibility inside of the company as well. Yeah, I, and you know, you talk about girls in STEM, but just in general, our young people, and that's what JA does, right? We work yeah. side by side with the school district Right. Every single fifth grader goes through our program, does the simulation every eighth grader. And this year's eighth grade, we're really focusing on those pathways uh, mm -hmm. and showing them that, OK, if you're interested in a job in any of those STEM industries, right, here's the path. Here are the mm -hmm. schools that are that you should attend, the high schools. Here are the colleges, the technical programs and making sure that we're showing them so often they have a desire to want to follow a path and don't know how to do it. And not every kid has the opportunity or the luxury of having parents and families who can help them with that, right? Some of our students come from the low to middle income uh, communities where they don't have those kinds of role models and mentors uh, with that knowledge. So, so, so important. Chris, I can tell you this. I'm pulling you into JA. So we're, <laughs> we are definitely going to talk offline because you have 
you've talked about things that our students need to hear. Um, so we're going to figure out somehow to get you, your team, Emerson, and we've talked about this actually, um, having the volunteers coming out and talking. We have a girls group talking about the STEM act, you know, the STEM jobs for it, for these young girls. So we're definitely going to, and, and, um, uh, Raphael and I've been talking about um, how to how to do that. What is the best way to do that? So I have a feeling you might be involved somehow. I I would love to do that. I think it's important to to be a part of the community and give back. I I've been very fortunate in my life, um, and uh, as I said, you know, a lot of it is luck and timing, and uh, you know it, it's important to me that give back uh, my time and uh, uh, energy to the community so that we can better the better the world for people uh, yep. as they're, as they're uh, coming into the workforce and, and growing up. Exactly. And we need them. We're having real workforce issues. So if you can see this paper, you can see that <laughs> I ran out of space for uh, Chris's ingredients. Okay. That's how many I jotted down just in our conversation. So I'm going to read them off quickly. And then Chris, I'm going to ask you what your main ingredient to success is. So I have, talking with people and learning about them, um, interacting right with top leaders, people above you to learn from them. A lot of learning and mentoring uh, in here. Mentorship, not only being mentored, but being a mentor. Building relationships. Again, learning from others, right? Finding a mentor to help you learn. Having a clear vision, not only from the company's perspective, but also what's your own clear vision? Where are you going? Hiring the right team uh, and surrounding yourself with the right people. Diversity. Uh, results matter, right? So focus on the results. Um, paying recognition and thanking people for their contributions. Communication. Connecting and inspiring with your team. Being vulnerable. We don't do it alone. Right? Remembering that uh, we are just one piece of the cog in the, in the wheel. Got to have trust in your team and they need to trust you giving credit to others. I think we just mentioned that a little bit. Broadening your view on life, right? Opening your, your mind to different perspectives. Um, drive, ambition, intelligence, working in a team, working across the company, being open-minded, uh, again, embracing diversity, uh, forward-looking, forward-thinking, be open to uh, opportunities, gotta be open for that timing and that luck to play, right? Uh, you talked about timing and luck. Uh, being in the right place um, and giving back to the community, of course, uh, as the last point that we talked about. Lots and lots and lots of great ingredients in there, not only for our young people, but for all of us. So thank you, Chris, for that conversation. I can't wait to have another one. But before we close, all of those ingredients, it may be one of those or it may be something totally different. What was your main ingredient to success? Oh, I tell you that my my main ingredient uh, as I was uh, growing up was uh, broadening my viewpoint on life. And um, you know, my when I when I was young and I was getting ready to go to college, I remember my mother telling me that the reason that you go to college is so it, it's not about making money. It's not about you know getting a a, a big job. It's about making sure that you do what you love to do. If you can get up every morning and say, this, this is what excites me, that is success. And, 
Uh, I think the fact that, uh, you know, I, I really have a broad view on the world and, and on life. Um, I think that that has made a huge difference for me and has put me uh, where I am today. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Chris, I look forward to continuing our conversation. I thank you for stepping in here this morning. It was amazing. Um, let's not tell him that you were fantastic <laughs> and we didn't miss him, but we did. I'll miss tell him, him he is missed. Don't worry. He was missed. Absolutely. And we'll reschedule him. Uh, but so glad that we got the opportunity to meet. I love, I'm like you, I love meeting new people. Uh, and building new relationships and learning from them. I am always inspired by great leaders like you. So thank you so much for being here today um, for sharing your ingredients to success. Thank you. It was my pleasure and um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for watching today's episode of JA's Recipe for Success. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday and get out there and celebrate our interns today on National Intern Day. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.